update at noon, midday to 1 p.m. The UNICEF Eastern and Southern Africa Region Chief of Communication, uh, Malin uh, Kamp Jansen. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon and welcome to Update at Noon. Thank you very much for having us. I appreciate it. So can we first just establish, uh, Malin, firstly, the situation and which areas or countries are most adversely affected at this point? Yeah, it's really been a situation of where Madagascar was first affected on Monday, and then the tropical storm moved into Mozambique and Malawi, and we know that it's also touched uh, Zimbabwe. And of course, as always, it's the most vulnerable who are hit the hardest. I think it's important to remember that it really is underscoring yet again um, the crisis that keeps hitting in terms of climate, the impact of climate change, and that storms are getting more furious and faster, and people have less time to really recover uh, from from the the onsets. And we know that there's another potential storm brewing as well. So in terms of recovery, it, um, it will give you less window of opportunity to do that. So it's affected for countries, and some countries we know have been worse affected than others. UNICEF has been prepositioning rations, it's water, it's um, some of the basic necessities, um, and then also taking stock of what's needed right now. Especially in Mozambique, we've seen um, power stations, we've seen schools affected, we've seen um, homes washed away. Uh, and with that, of course, also people's harvests, their lives, and it comes at a time, as mentioned earlier, where people really are in their knees already. Many have been going through two years of the COVID impacts, if you will. Some have seen humanitarian emergencies. Um, So it's an issue where people are really at the end of their ropes in terms of just coping. UNICEF now, for example, is looking for 3.5 million for Mozambique just to sort of attend to the immediate needs. And we're working with governments in all of these countries to ensure that children and families are looked after. So to that point, how dire is the situation in terms of supplies that are needed? I think we're trying to get a much clearer estimate, but we know that hundreds uh, hundreds of classrooms, for example, have been damaged or destroyed. And in Mozambique, it comes just as schools are supposed to open on Monday. We know thousands of homes have been affected in four countries, but we're really trying to get a much clearer impression and statistics in terms of how much is needed. Uh, And as as the days move forward, we'll have a little bit more on that. But what we're doing already, we've prepositioned some of the essential needs, such as water, food, and then looking at where other uh, places where needs are are in, in, in short supply. Aline, you were mentioning earlier about the most vulnerable who are worst affected and looking at children, of course, who will remain very vulnerable. Uh, women, we've seen houses, you know, washed away. So do you have any indication at this stage of uh, the number of children who may have been affected by all of this? We don't have the exact number. We know that thousands have been affected, but we don't have the exact number. But what we have to remember, again, is that these are kids who very much have gone through very difficult times in the past two years, both in terms of just coping. A lot of them are living in poverty. Uh, A lot of them was hoping to get back into schools, classrooms, and what little they have, uh, they might have lost. So we're trying to get a better understanding of exactly how many and then responding um, immediately to the needs. 
What is the um, government's response has been like in each of uh, these countries, the government's humanitarian response? We, we've been working very closely with the governments, both in terms of making sure that we were as prepared as possible before the tropical storm hit. Um, we initially thought that this could be a cyclone, so we took action and working with government and partners to preposition some of the essential needs. So we're working very closely there. But what is, what is important to remember is that it seems that these storms are happening more frequently. We saw that in Mozambique, for example, with Kenneth and Ida, they came just weeks apart. So we're also looking at the longer term, sort of building the resilience and also building the support for kids and, and, and information in advance about what to do when these storms approach. And just finally, uh, speaking to Mozambique and already facing insecurities, as you say, from previous storms. So uh, now you have uh, added to uh, that particular crisis. And uh, just in terms of what you were saying earlier, Melina, about uh, possibility of another storm hitting, uh, how are they dealing with all of this and and, and also preparing, as you say, because we're going to see these storms more frequently uh, just to deal with them in the Mozambican context specifically? Yeah, again, it's important to remember that the ones, I think this is very much a climate change story, and the ones who've been the least responsible for for creating climate change that's really driving some of these storms um, are the people in places like Mozambique. So it's important that the world community supports in terms of building resilience and putting in place sort of longer-term efforts where we have mitigation or adaptability put in place. But right now, the immediate life-saving needs, if you will, is to get water, to get food, to get medicine to those who've maybe lost everything. And is there anything that uh, ordinary uh, citizens from other countries like South Africa can do uh, to perhaps assist? And I know that you are saying that uh, you need at least $3.5 million at this point, but can citizens help in any other way, perhaps? I think one way of uh, supporting, aside from, from, from resources, is to really sort of bring this to the forefront in terms of the climate impacts and the importance of putting in long-term measures that can address um, the adaptability and that can make uh, countries better at sort of withstanding these constant onslaughts of natural disasters. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Uh, UNICEF Eastern and Southern Africa Region uh, Chief of Communication, uh, Marlene Kamp-Jansen, speaking to us there about uh, the situation, the storms that have uh, hit Mozambique again. And you heard them from Marlene. Um, we are, this is on the back of Ida and Kenneth. And uh, now uh, we have Anna and, of course, expecting another storm uh, possibly to hit that region again. So it really is a dire situation. Zimbabwe, Malawi, Madagascar, all affected. And at this point, uh, we know that uh, thousands of people have been affected. Uh, Some have been displaced. And of course, at least 70 lives at uh, last count had been lost. So we are keeping an eye on these developments. Update at noon.